Welcome to the Lead Me On podcast, where we give you practical solutions for extraordinary leadership. My name is Lori King-Taylor, and I'm here with my co-host, Lori Gorell. For more than 25 years, we've been educating and coaching individuals who want to transform the way they lead. Join us each week as we provide inspiring conversations to help you increase your capability to lead with greater impact and influence. Get ready. It's time to lead me on. Hello, Lori Guerrero. Hello, Lori King-Taylor. I am so excited today. And why is that? Because what our audience may or may not know is normally I'm sitting in Huntsville, Alabama, and you are sitting in California when we podcast. And today we are in the same room. We get to even look at each other without the benefit of a Zoom camera. I'm so excited. A real person. (laughs) (laughs) So we wanted to pick out a part of episode 12 when we were talking about conflict we mentioned the need for ground rules as one of the pieces that helps conflict and pulling that out and talking about it more in depth what does it look like for a team to have ground rules or even a manager and an employee to have ground rules what does it look like for how we communicate with each other and one of the benefits of having ground rules is to establish what are the the expectations when we come together how do we want to communicate how do we be a team and it gives a framework for the communication channels yeah because when we talked about conflict one of the things that we mentioned was conflict isn't always negative conflict can be very positive because it opens up that discussion um, to other ideas. You're allowed to say that you don't agree with something or you might have a different idea. In order to help have a healthy, productive conflict, those ground rules really kind of give you the parameters in which to be able to have conflict. Exactly. So when we talk about conflict, and I've even had teams that once they established them, they had them on one of those large post-it easel pages and it hung in their conference room. So I said, this is what we are agreeing to. So they could literally point to it when they were having discussion and debate and to support, we want, for example, we want you to all have input. We're going to go around the table and everyone is going to weigh in. And that's just something everyone agreed that they would do as part of their ground rules. Yeah, I think ground rules, when you establish them for your team, it really is good to have them at the beginning of every meeting to kind of go over them, especially when the ground rules are kind of new to your organization. So you can be able to say, before the meeting starts, let's go over the ground rules. So it's in the forefront of everyone's mind. This is what we've agreed to. We had buy-in to these rules from the get-go. And this is how we're going to operate through this conversation, through this meeting. Right, because it is about a mindset shift. We could have been coming into this new meeting from something completely unrelated, have a lot of other things on our mind. But when we can refresh and start with, we're going to start this meeting with ground rules, it 
helps us have a disruption and a reset to what's in front of us now in this new meeting. So when you think about ground rules and when you're working with some of your uh, teams in helping to establish ground rules, how does that look? How do you start with that? Well, we brainstorm and say, and I have some suggestions that I kind of throw out there to get the ball rolling and they start saying, yeah, that, or what if we said this? And I'll even go as far as asking a couple of questions. I'm like, hey, is swearing okay? And you, some people that are not bashful at all about swearing or foul language, they assume that it's okay. But when we have the expectation that everyone weighs in and somebody's likely to say, you know what, I'm really not okay with that. And it's finally taking into consideration how other people feel. Yeah, so even starting to discuss the ground rules can bring up some issues that might have been a hindrance in the past and uh, could have created a more negative conflict in the past. So now you're actually having this discussion over things that had happened and why they may not have been received well. And, And another one that I'll throw out there is, I'm like, what if someone needs to leave the meeting, right? They're just completely upset and they feel like they want to walk out. Is that okay? And it can go a lot of different directions and usually it has a lot of discussion. And sometimes it's, no, we need to stay and hash that out. And other times it's, They can't leave until we determine when we are going to get back together and finish it. And I know you've had some interesting dialogue with your clients around this very one. I have, because one of the things with emotional intelligence is you have to give information that enters your brain and goes to that emotional center. You have to give it time to be able to travel through and head to that rational part of your brain. And some people need that time to be able to process through. And What I encourage my clients to do, if if they feel that need to be able to retreat from the conversation, even just to gather their thoughts together, is I have them use the excuse of, I have to go to the bathroom. Because who is going to tell you, you can't go to the bathroom? (laughs) So, you know, even if you're in a meeting and you need to just retreat to get your thoughts together, all you have to say is, can you give me one one second, I really need to go to the restroom. I will be back in five minutes. And so you don't necessarily look like you're retreating. You've got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> it's a natural part of life. And what are, you know, what are they going to tell you? No, hold it. <laughs> and, you know, I think it'll have a lot to do with the tone in which you say it. So you could say, um, I need to go to the bathroom, right? And that's going to feel like a retreat, like you are mm-hmm. getting out of there, mm-hmm. as opposed to hold that thought. Let me run to the restroom. I'll be able to think more clearly as soon as I get back. Well, the other thing when you say hold that thought, let me run to the restroom, I'll be back, is you're letting them know you're coming back. You're not retreating. You're not leaving, you know, to be gone for good. You are going to come back into the meeting. And I think even... If your team knows that's kind of code, you know, so when I talk with my teams about it, it, it kind of becomes code because they all have sat through um, the consulting or the training and I've mentioned this. So now it's kind of like, okay, 
And it, it gives you the understanding of that person needs to go process through before they can enter back into the conversation. I never thought we'd be having potty talk. <laughs> I'm raising teenage boys. There's always potty talk. <laughs> so let's go through a few examples. We've given a couple. We've, we've said that swearing could be one that you want clarification on or needing time and space to think through something. But what are some other examples that you've seen as ground rules? Well, one thing you, you mentioned was everyone needs to have weigh-in. So not one person within the meeting is setting the ground rules. The leader is just not saying these are the ground rules. Have that discussion. Have that buy-in. I think we need to be open about what the ground rules are. I am not one for swearing. It makes me uncomfortable. I just don't like it. But I do, I can be more open and understanding as long as certain words aren't used. So if you, you know, there's certain words I might be okay with in a swearing conversation and some I don't. But just saying I'm totally not okay with it, you know, I, I tend to try to be more open in that conversation. So I think we've got to be very open even for things that might be outside our comfort zone. Some personalities are loud and some personalities, uh, you know, very direct in their approach. Other personalities don't really like that, but can we be open to, okay, yes, you can, you know, talk a little louder because that's just a part of somebody's personality and not take offense to it. So I think being open and talking through some of those ground rules and you being able to shift a little bit in the things that you're comfortable with right. would be important. And on that weigh-in part, because you mentioned, you know, so that everyone is part of creating the ground rules, and that's the same thing with individual meetings or interactions. If there is anticipation and expectation of weighing in, then one or two people aren't dominating the whole conversation, and you walk out, and you've only heard from a couple of people. So you're right. Having that dialogue and setting expectations for how often, you know, are people expected to contribute in a meeting, the swear words, the volume that people are allowed to use, because you're right, I would probably be running for cover if a bunch of people were very loudly dialoguing about something, when for them, it's just being excited or talking or expressing themselves and not necessarily anger or what might feel like violence. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's funny because we had this very thing happen in our home here recently. I'm a very loud, expressive type person. And my younger son is um, more introverted and, and not as in tune to that uh, type of talk. And, and we were having a discussion. I was actually in a good mood and I was happy, but I was excited and when I get excited, sometimes my voice goes up and my son was like, mom, why are you yelling? I'm like, I'm not yelling. I'm not yelling. <laughs> <laughs> You're yelling, mom. Why are you yelling? <laughs> yeah. So having those understanding about each other and along with that is uh, to not allow that big open dialogue or the volume for anyone to feel like it's bullying 
right, for someone to be loudly talking intensely to any one person. So the ground rule might be no bullying, but the discussion when you're setting the ground rules is what does that mean by bullying? Well, it means not coming across the table at someone, not pointing fingers, not trying to get people to take sides. So mm -hmm. making sure that any ground rule you have, you know what goes into that. Yeah, and, and not directing the foul language or the attitude at a person in general. You can be unhappy about a situation. You can not like an idea, but not to attack an individual person. Attack ideas, challenge ideas, don't attack or challenge people. Exactly, and that goes into also no passive aggressive behavior, right? If you don't oh, like, I hate <laughs> if you don't like something or you disagree, to speak up and openly about it, not have some digs later on or walk around with resentment that is going to lead to passive aggressive behavior. Yeah, because the one thing that you're trying to accomplish in these meetings is. An end result. You all agree on what you want the end result to be. You know, we used the example of the astronauts back in episode 12 when we were talking about conflict, that the result was to bring the astronauts home safely. So we all agree on what the end result might be. We're just kind of going at it differently, but we need buy-in from everyone in order to get there. And the passive aggressive person is the person that's going to leave the meeting and go back to their team and be like, I didn't agree to any of this. I think this is the stupidest idea. But they smile in the meeting and say they agree to that. That's, that's just going to be extremely destructive to your team and to your organization. Exactly. And then some of that may lead to receiving feedback. So if you're agreeing, you're not going to be passive aggressive, we're going to discuss everything openly, you may be getting some direct feedback in that interaction. And to be receptive to what you're hearing and saying, what of this do I, I need to take in and utilize so that I am a better teammate? So keeping that openness. Absolutely. And I think what goes with that is understanding the personalities of everybody on the team. And if you're the one giving the feedback, is giving the feedback in a way where that other person can be more receptive to it and not feel attacked by it, but understanding that you're speaking their language and is speaking in a way, and nobody likes negative feedback. We, you know, we all want that positive feedback, but we know we're not all perfect. And like you said, just being open to if somebody is giving you that feedback, that they're doing it, you know, it comes down to trust. A lot of it comes down to trust. If we can trust the people on our team and that everyone is doing things for the right reason, we can take that feedback a little bit better. Absolutely. So when we, speaking of personalities, if we expect people to weigh in, some personalities are going to want a pre-read of what the meeting is about or topics that you're going to be covering so that they can weigh in. Absolutely. Yeah. People that are more internal processors, they want that opportunity to do their research 
They want the opportunity to look at the data. They just want the opportunity to think through things. So many leaders that are more that external processing, they are a fly-by the pants kind of uh, thought process. And they're like, okay, let's all come up with these great brainstorming ideas on how we're going to move forward. And you're leaving a whole lot of people out by not giving them a heads up and letting them be able to do what they need to do ahead of time in order to bring good ideas into the meeting. Yeah. So I like one of the ground rules to be uh, a 24-hour advance pre-read of material, if not even more time, but minimum of, of a day's notice. Yeah. And there will be those times you won't have that day's notice. Going back to the astronaut scenario, they obviously didn't have any notice. Um, so that person needs to be understanding too, or, or the individuals in the team need to be understanding when a situation happens where you can't get the pre-read. I think 99% of the time you can get a pre-read, but be understanding on those times you can't. And if you can give time on the other end, allow that time. So maybe things came up in a meeting but can you give them a couple of days after the meeting to process through and submit ideas? I like that a lot. So in a, a quick run through of some of the examples, the weigh-in, doing a pre-read, no bullying, being open, not passive aggressive, cool off time, and maybe even asking for a bathroom break. And I think the, if I'm going to add one more to this list would be be accountable and hold others accountable. So if you are agreeing in the meeting, you all have actions to take, be accountable and take your actions and expect that if you don't take your actions, a team member is going to hold you accountable to it. They're going to follow up what happened, why didn't it get done, what resources do you need, and you should do likewise. And it is for the good of the team, not the calling someone out part of that. So I see accountability in those, those three different distinct ways. Yeah, and I think accountability can be difficult. Sometimes we have a hard time holding our teammates accountable. We don't want to hurt their feelings or we're afraid of how it would be taken. So if that is a ground rule and you're expected to do it, I think that makes it easier to be able to go to your teammates and, you know, hey, you were supposed to have this report to me by Thursday. It's, it's Friday and I can't do my end of the job until I get the report from you. And they can feel more comfortable with doing that because the ground rules were set. All right, so practical solutions for extraordinary leadership. Have ground rules that you've all agreed on. Be accountable and be willing to hold other people accountable so that you all have your best experience. I think if you do that, you've got some really good meetings coming ahead of you. At least way more interesting. <laughs> all right, Lori, it's so great to talk to you in person. It's awesome sitting across the table. So more to come. All right. Take care. You too. Thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, we would so appreciate a review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss a single episode. If you're interested in knowing more about our upcoming events or working with one of us personally to transform the way you lead, visit our websites. 
For Lori King-Taylor, visit trinityperformancesolutions.com. And for Lori Gorell, visit upwardsolutionscc.com. Until next week.